You're now tuned into the Flip Flip Daily Audio Experience Podcast. Let's talk flipping sneakers, Supreme, all things e-commerce, and so much more. Oh my goodness. Follow us on Instagram at Flip Flip. Hey, what's up, guys, and welcome back to the Flip Flip Podcast. Uh, today is Saturday, October 24th, and, you know, it has been kind of a little bit since my last podcast, but uh, I'm feeling motivated to do it today. I got some stuff to talk about, and um, I've been getting a lot of DMs on Instagram, actually, just uh, like saying podcast listeners love it, and uh, that kind of stuff makes me want to just jump on here and uh, give you guys some content. So here I am, and um, let's just jump into it. Uh, what I wanted, what's on my mind right now as far as reselling is uh, Pokemon cards. Um, as you saw, uh, Logan Paul did a huge live stream opening up a uh, a Pokemon first edition shadowless booster box. Um, and the significance of that is that those things are like dinosaur fossils. Um, essentially what it is, is if you remember back when we were kids, um, they had those sealed Pokemon, uh, booster boxes and they're going for like, I think $200,000 now, which is insane. Um, and the Charizard holographic first edition shadowless is going for over 200,000. So that's kind of people buy those boxes and risk trying to get those Charizards um, because they're just so expensive. And when I say 200,000 uh, plus it's the PSA 10, it's not just the card ungraded. Um, I get a lot of questions um, on Instagram. I just, I can't answer them all. So that's why I set up, uh, I'm going to answer it now on this podcast. And then I also have a, um, a thing on my website where you can uh, set like a time aside uh, for me to like look at your cards, tell you what the grades will most likely be, um, give you some little information, stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, um, but when you send me pictures of cards, a lot of the times they're older cards that have been sitting in binders. And honestly, PSA, BGS, um, all the professional graders, they're really hard on these cards. And you really only want to submit stuff that's going to get you like a 9 or a 10. Um, now, for the Charizard, you do want to submit it if to the eye. And if you don't have me look at it, if it looks like it's in mint condition and there isn't like uh, like the white corners aren't all dinged up. And um, if there's some like significant wear to it, I wouldn't even bother. Just throw it on eBay, uh, sell it ungraded. But... If you have kept it in like mint condition for some reason, um, those binders, they actually constrict the cards. So it's not going to be mint condition. But if you had it somewhere like in a sealed plastic, even uh, scientifically, like the air will actually damage cards. Um, you know, this earth is very uh, deteriorating. So just elements over, you got to think those cards are from 1999. So we're talking over 20 years old. Um, so if that thing's just sitting out somewhere, it's going to have damage. Those are just inks. They're not like some, uh, those things were very cheaply made for the most part. Um, so yeah, you just want to, you want things to be in very mint conditions. If not, it's still great that you have them. People, 
who are collectors and don't want graded cards, they still want that nostalgia feeling. Um, you know, so you can still throw them up on eBay if you want to sell them or just keep them. Uh, the price will still go up even if they're in bad, uh, bad condition because there's such a limited supply of this stuff. Uh, Pokemon is the number one franchise by miles in front of any other brand or stuff like that. So you just want to, you want to hold on to that stuff. It's good appreciating value. Um, you didn't even know you have it and now you have it. So you can sell it now or hold it or whatever you want to do. Um, another thing I want to talk about that I just added to my website is I'm selling bots. Um, so if you want a bot to run 24 seven for target, uh, Walmart, Best Buy, Amazon, anything like that, you can sign up for that. I'm selling them um, on my website, flipresale.com. And a good reason to do that is it's in today's age, I've been on bots for years now, um, but I know a lot of you are kind of new to it. Um, but it's what I use, especially with Q4 coming up. You want to just click that thing, have it run in 24 7. Um, you don't need proxies necessarily for some of these websites. So you're all good on that. Um, I use, I only use proxies for getting multiples on different websites, but if you use different card information, different billing information, stuff like that, um, for those sites, you'll be all gravy. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that, just go to my website, uh, flipresell.com and, uh, submit the form. I'm only doing it for, certain people. I'm not going to just sell it to everybody. Um, but yeah, go ahead, fill it out. See if you got what it takes and we'll get you a bot. Um, another thing I want to touch on recently is just appreciating value of, uh, items. I, I never really thought about it, but, uh, I downloaded this app called rally. Um, and I told my group to download it too, because they recently did a crowdsourcing investing opportunity for that Logan Paul box, similar thing. First edition, shadowless. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I think this was actually for a PSA 10 set. So every single Pokemon card, uh, PSA 10, first edition, shadowless. And the uh, I think it was like $50 a share. And I went ahead and I put $1,000 into it. So we'll kind of see what happens. But the last IPO which was the first opportunity, it was 25 a share. Uh, so each share already went up $25. So if you were in that first one, um, you already made $25 a share. So, and I think, I mean, those things are gonna just go up. It's, it's a great opportunity. The reason it's so good is a lot of people can't afford to pay, I mean, most people <laughs> cannot afford to pay 250. You only see like, logic and logan paul these millionaires who can do this um so it's great it's a great idea that someone built a platform that you can actually invest in this stuff with not as much money um it's really good and all it really took is somebody with a brand like rally who can actually do it the right way uh to make it happen because capital investors they already do this with everything else real estate they all put their money together to get these big properties because you still have the same amount of equity, but you don't have to spend $250,000. And in a sense, yeah, it would be better if you could afford it and put it away. But this is also good because you're only paying, you know, $50 a share and you're still being a partial owner 
of this item. So I thought that was really cool. Um, and it made me think about like commodities and stuff like that. Like you have these vintage basketball cards, you have these uh, Funko Pops. And I talked about this in my last podcast. I'm really, really into investing right now. Like I look at some of the, the New York Comic Con Funko Pops I got and I'm like, I'm not going to just quick sell them for a 30 to $50 profit. I'm going to hold them because I was looking at New York Comic-Con Funkos from last year. They're all 100 plus now. Um, and if you keep them in really good condition, those things are gone. They're never coming back. And people love Funko Pops. People love, um, I'm looking at them right now, the, the movie Up. I got one for, uh, it's $40. It's already reselling for 100 But I thought about it. And uh, I was just like, man, we could really, really, if I just hold this, I could sell it locally for $200. I could throw it on eBay for $200 because this stuff's just going to appreciate. Now, I wouldn't wouldn't say it for a lot of things. You got to be really picky. Like the ones I'm looking at right now are a a Naruto NYCC Funko. That one's going to do just great. Naruto is very popular in the Funko community. Uh, My Hero Academy, uh, that one's really good. Um, So yeah, I even got a Dwight Schrute one from uh, the summer. It's the uh, the Office limited edition uh, Funko Pop one. I got a Topps Chrome sealed 2020 Sapphire box. And an example of that one, that exact box I got last year, uh, maybe it was a booster, but the same thing, a Sapphire Tops uh, sealed box. So I bought it for, I think it was like $40, and I quick sold it for, I think, 80 to 90 So I made money, but if you go and you type in eBay, um, you know, I was talking to the guy I do sports cards uh, podcast with John uh, Bless Kicks. And I looked at what these boxes are selling for now. It's 150 to 200 plus because it's gone. They're never going to make it again. It's now dead stock. You can't find it anywhere. That drop is all that happened for those. And people want those players that are now are performing very well. And for the most part, every year there's going to be a standout player who performs really well. Um, there, there will always be that like, next generation player like Mike Trout, for example, Um, if you have sealed boxes from him, obviously it's going to be the outlier and it's going to go for like four times or five times your money. Um, But uh, each year there's always a standout player that collectors are looking for. And there's nothing like open up a box from, I actually, I just bought a Pokemon box by top series one. I paid like 300, I think for it. And it's already at $600 because it's from 1998. It's a brand new sealed Pokemon nostalgia box. And I know it's not just resellers and investors who are going to buy that for the resale price. It's selling for $600 now. It's going to be collectors. It's going to be somebody on YouTube who wants to open it for an unboxing. And they do that because they're going to make money off uh, YouTube revenue. And it's going to get a lot of clicks because it's, you know, in 1998, eight or nine sealed. And, and that's the same for sports cards. You know, they, uh, they'll pay up because they can't find it anywhere else. It's that's the whole thing. Um, so, you know, I, I'm holding on to that, but that's kind of where I'm, uh, 
I'm going now. These things are really cheap. And if you have cash, you know, I talk about stocks. So my portfolio right now is set to where cash flow uh, comes in. You set aside money. 70% of that goes into your blue chip stocks. Um, you see a lot of that on my Instagram page, Flip Flip, kind of what I'm investing in. My team gets the actual full portfolio, but you guys know I have Apple uh, and a few others. So a lot of my money goes into that stuff just to bring in that seven to 10. Um, back in March, I was hitting, I mean, guys, 60 to 90 plus percent just when that um, I was investing at the the lowest point of that crash, but um, I'll, I'm still good for my money making seven to ten percent, um, just because it's going to sit in your bank account or what's it doing there? It's not doing anything. Build, be invested into companies. The the buy in, anybody can do it. Don't let these sharks or big guys, you know, scare you away saying, oh, they're you can do it. It's cheap. We um. And I'm going to segue now just to finish up this short episode and and keep it short and sweet. I want you guys to not listen. Some of these podcasts go on for hours and that's more like entertainment, but this is a business podcast. I want you guys to go take action on this stuff um, right after, like go to your thrift stores, make a Robinhood account, invest for the first time, uh, throw it into... Uh, you know, any stock picks that you feel like you want to be an owner of, go do that. Stop listening after this podcast. But uh, uh, one of my my investments went pretty viral on Instagram. It was it was pretty cool. I um I gave a stock tip in my Discord group to buy GameStop around three to six dollars. Um, and I was really uh, I I don't understand why a lot of other people you can't really see any other stock investors on YouTube or or anything talk about GameStop because I don't think it was so low key and it blows my mind because what happened is GameStop owns so much real estate guys there I mean think about it there's a GameStop in every town of every city for the most part that in itself makes a business worth 50 a share now we all know what GameStop is so now let's think about the psychology of that real estate if you go to anybody, they're going to know what GameStop is. So that, in a sense, is not a 3 to $8 share. GameStop is just having a rough time adapting. That's all that was. They, um, I look at this as a business. Every day for my Discord group, for my business, I look how to beat myself every single day. And I don't think GameStop was doing that for a while. And I think that kind of... Uh, scared people. They they still had that block, blockbuster uh, Esquire about them, don't you think? Like you, when you think of GameStop and going in, they've been doing the same thing for 20 years, and that's not good as a business because things change in 20 years. You got all this brit. I mean, guys, in the social media age, every single day you have to beat yourself every single day, and I saw. For the first time, GameStop was doing that. Um, an example of that is they just had a 10% investment shareholder. And 10% of GameStop, that's a lot of money. And the person who invested it was Shark Tank's, uh, the Chewy um, CEO. I forget, Let me look at his name so you guys can kind of go off this really quick. Um, but he invested into 10% share. And I watch Shark Tank. I've watched every single episode. I study it in a sense to look at how those sharks move. 
to look at how they think for investing and stuff like that. So that's a little tip if you guys want to learn more about business and just um, you know business business ethics, how to invest in startups. Those guys, um, they only invest in businesses that they know are going to blow up. And um, per example, uh, like I said, the CEO, sorry, of Chewy, Ryan Cohen, um, he is a great guy, and he invested, and I was like, whoa. And I saw that the stock went from three to six to, I think it was like $8. And I told everybody, I was like, look, guys, I told you the first time GameStop's very undervalued at, you know, three to six. That's just, that's crazy. That's so low. You can get so many shares for a hundred bucks. And then what happened is Microsoft partnered with GameStop. And whenever Microsoft partners with somebody, it's going to reflect in the stock market. Microsoft is a blue chip stock. I have so many shares of Microsoft because they constantly, if you want to invest, I'm giving, I don't think I've ever talked about this and I haven't made a post about Microsoft yet because I want to show you guys how much money I've made off Microsoft shares. Microsoft is constantly changing. Apple is struggling with this, but Apple will do it. Apple is very... God, I'm giving away some gems. Apple is very slow with their development because they want to do it super right. So still invest in Apple because down the road, they're going to have Apple Visor that's going to blow the socks off everybody. And people are going to be drooling with their money out to buy the stuff because they do things so right and so well. Like you want to buy Apple products the minute they innovate. There's no question about that. Look at the iPad. Look at the when the MacBook was released, the iPhone. That shit is viral, and that shit sells out. Um, the iPhone X was the most recent. You guys remember everybody just drooling uh, for the iPhone X. Um, the Apple Watch. When it, I mean, it's just Apple kills. Microsoft, on the other hand, they kill. Um, they they will have you drooling for their new products. But what Microsoft does so well is they partner with other brands and other um, softwares and they collaborate and they kill Microsoft. If you look at some of your favorite programs, um, Microsoft actually owns a lot of them. Um, a lot of the back end uh, like web stuff, a lot of the uh the excels the a lot of the stuff if you have like a nine to five microsoft owns pretty much all of that software that they use and that in itself is a whole different category of uh customer that's that's b2b that's b2c that's some bna apple for the most part they're starting to get into the bnb but for the most part apple is selling to the people um and B2B, but you know, you know what I'm saying. But anyways, to get back, Microsoft partnered with GameStop and GameStop shot up to 14 to 15. And I was just talking to one of my partners. I said, this is still even a buy point for GameStop. If GameStop gets their shit together with the, these two big deals and uh, they start listening to that Shark Tank Chewy CEO, I know he's very innovative. Um, I'll, I'll leave it on this. The video game space, a lot of other stocks like uh, NVIDIA, um, Activision, 
you'll see what's happening. Video games are taking over the planet and what's going to happen with AR and VR. If GameStop gets their shit together and is able to not only sell online still, but have those products in store, um, innovate in a few ways. Video games are not going anywhere. Um, Esports, all you guys know, video games are just popping with Corona. It even escalated even more. But GameStop can get to that thirty dollar um, whatever. Target and Walmart's different because those are you know commodities. That's your everyday utensils. So I wouldn't put it in that like Target to Walmart like a hundred to two hundred. But if games start start selling computer parts or uh, graphics cards and they just completely rebrand, man, we're talking like a thirty to fifty dollar stock in my opinion. Um, but just make sure you know that's the thing with stocks too. You want to put a lot of your money into these blue chips, like I, I do. And then people say to get risky stocks. I'm not for like buying pharmaceuticals and like really penny stocks. But GameStop with the real estate and the moves and that, uh, I'm all game for that. And I, like I said, I got in at $3, so I'm chilling regardless. So I can sell some or even just chill where I'm at. It's not going to go back to three, $3 anytime soon. I just doubled up and bought more and um, I'll be chilling on that. So I'm going to end this podcast on that. I think you guys just got some really good info. Um, again, I have a brand new website, flipresell.com. We have our uh, submit a flip where you can submit a flip to skip the line to get in uh, to where the where all the action is with the team. Um, the applications are too big. So that kind of if you submit a decent flip, you'll skip the line um, in that sense. Uh, otherwise, just apply. It may take a few weeks or months, but um, I don't like leave anybody hanging. I eventually get to them someday. Um, so for the people who have applied in like June and stuff, I'm sorry. It's just been really crazy. I bust my ass for these guys. We got so many things going on to where it's so underpriced to get in that that's what causes the wait list. Um, you know, it's a group to make money every single day. Um, so membership fees are just oblivious. It doesn't matter. It's just, um, it funds all the tools that I pay for. Um, and for me to do this full time to where I can concentrate on it and, um, you know, capitalism, baby. But, uh, other than that, yeah, there's a lot of new stuff I'm adding on my website again, Instagram, uh, flip flip. You can follow me there. I love you guys. Happy Saturday. Peace.